we're constantly stressed out, it actually just doesn't even allow us to rest and recover. Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message on workplace wellness. Dr. Aubrey, as he said, I am a chiropractor at Peak Family Chiropractic. We just changed our name, so I'm still used to saying Peak Health and Wellness. But so the 30 minute reboot is something that we do quite often, actually. As part of our outreach, we do free lectures to different businesses in the area. And so this is just something that we do. But so it's something that we do. We go to a lot of different schools, a lot of businesses, talking on a lot of different topics. And people really seem to love the reboot because it's easy. It makes sense. It kind of puts everything that you kind of think about doing, like all of those random little things that you know you should do that make you healthier that you don't necessarily do because it's too hard. So it just makes it a little bit easier for people. So really with the 30 minute reboot, it breaks it down into three things that you guys can start doing every day, really, to help yourselves get healthier. So my goal from this is that you guys are able to take something. You don't have to take everything. Take one thing and start implementing in that, that into your daily life. That one thing might be something that starts a cascade for you of everything else becoming a little bit healthier, a little bit healthier. It is the beginning of the year. So everyone's making New Year's resolutions of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start exercising. So this might be a couple of things for you. The most common barriers that we see to why people don't do something, why they don't start an exercise program or why they don't start eating healthier, why they don't start, you know, all of those little, you can't do this or you won't do this. Usually stress is one of them. Stress comes in a lot of different ways. He talked about that podcast. We talk about three different types of stress on that podcast. One of them is mental stress. That's a big one that people think about all the time. It's the one that you just kind of consider no matter when you're stressed. There's also physical stresses. Jobs can be a physical stress for people. It can be that repetitive motion every single day or the repetitive sitting or all of those same things over and over again that can cause a physical stress for your body. And then there's also chemical stresses. So things that you eat, things that you put onto your body, deodorants, shampoos, all of those things can be chemical stresses as well. And so when you look at all three of those things, they all affect your body the same way and can cause fatigue. They can cause pain. They can cause inflammation. So it's not necessarily just that mental stress that people think about. So the second barrier that we see, fatigue, which makes sense. This is like the most perfect lecture we could talk about for you guys. And then also we see pain. And that's the big one we see in our office is most people come in to see me as a chiropractor because something hurts, whether they have headaches or their low back hurts or they have sciatica or their arms going numb. We see people for a lot of different things and pain's a big reason why people don't want to exercise. It's a big reason why they don't sleep well. It's a big reason why they struggle at work every single day. I mean, who goes through, you know, once a week without any pain? Anybody? (laughs) Everyone in this room has pain at some point throughout the week. Does it affect you? Like, does it keep you from doing something? Most people have that and they just think it's normal. I had a lady in, she was in on Monday. What's say Thursday? She was in on Monday. She's been coming in for probably seven months, six months. And when she first started coming in to see me, we went to her office for their wellness day. And so I met her there. 
as soon as I met her, I said, if she comes in and starts getting adjusted, it's going to change her life. She had headaches pretty much every single day. She'd get a migraine once or twice a week. And so she was living on painkillers. She was not sleeping well. It affected her. And I know what that's like. I had headaches all the time. I don't anymore, but uh, that's one of the reasons I saw a chiropractor. So she came in on Monday. In those six, seven months that she's been coming in, she's had a headache maybe twice as opposed to every single day. I mean, in six months, normally she'd have, what is that, 30, almost 30 migraines. She didn't have one. It's a big change. So she came in and she goes, guess what? And this is the first time I've seen her since Christmas. She goes, this was the first holiday season. This is the first Christmas where I haven't had a headache on Christmas Day. And so that was like really, really cool, right? Uh, That was off topic. But so for our reboot, really, we talk about making this easy. So Parado's Law or Pareto's Law says that roughly 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. So we're trying to get you guys to be able to change something very, very small in order to get a big outcome, which is pretty much what this reboot is doing. Keeping it simple is going to make it easy for everyone and it makes it easier for them to implement. So with the critical 20, what do you guys think that is? It's our habits. So it's what we do every single day, day in and day out. I guarantee most of you guys, when you wake up, you do the same thing every morning and you do the same thing when you get home from work. You do the same thing when you get to work and you have those habits. Trying to add in different habits, eating better, exercising, sleeping good. Those are hard to do. It's hard to change. So if we can make it as simple as possible, it's easier to uh, implement that for you guys. So we talk about the reboot. We talk about three parts of the reboot. One of them is the Fit 15, which is exercise. One of them is the Zen 10, which is meditation. And one of them is the Fueling 5, which is nutrition. We break it into... The 15, 10, 5, those are the minutes that we want you to spend doing each of these. That's just what we recommend. If you already exercise, awesome. Take that other 15 minutes and do something else with it. Self-care. Self-care can be going and getting a coffee and just sitting in a coffee shop, not looking at your phone, just kind of enjoying life. I read a study about two weeks ago that said, if you go for a walk, go outside and go for a 10-minute walk and force yourself to smile. If you force yourself to smile, it boosts so much. It boosts good hormones for you, makes you happier. How easy would that be going outside and just doing this? You know, it's pretty It's pretty simple. So we're going to break down these three parts for you guys. If there's one that you really struggle with, like if you struggle with meditation or doing something to kind of recenter yourself, maybe focus on doing meditation more than you do the exercise and the nutrition. If you already eat really good, You don't really have to focus on that too much. If you don't exercise, focus on that more. Like pick and choose what will be the most beneficial for you moving forward. So with the Zen 10, we talk about 10 minutes of daily meditation. Who meditates? I like it. There's two, three. How many people are here? It's like one and a half percent, I think. Meditation is super easy. I'm actually going to have you guys do it. So I want you all to just set your phones down, set the things down that you're using, scooch back a little bit from the table, sit up nice and tall in your chair. So use the back of your chair. That's good ergonomics. Sit in the back of your chair, feet apart. So don't cross your feet, put them out in front of you. Rest your hands, palm up on your legs. Sit up nice and tall. You don't have to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that you? I knew it was you. And I want you guys to close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. I can see if you're not. So I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose for about five seconds. 
and let it out through your mouth. And a deep breath in through your nose. And really focus on the breathing when you do this. Focus on filling your rib cage. And I just want you to focus on the breathing. So continue doing that for a minute or so. Deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. And you guys can open your eyes. You can relax. That was like four breaths. Maybe 30 seconds. And that's like, oh. Doesn't everyone feel a little bit better? Like even just doing that. How many times throughout the day do you get really, really stressed out? Where somebody says something to you and you just want to throw something to the wall. <laughs> At least 20, 20 times. If you guys just sit there, instead of just getting that stress and, and just anger and not knowing what to do with it, do that. Even if it's 30 seconds of a deep breathing where you just focus on your breath, it recenters you. There's a really good part about meditation, and I dumbed that down a lot. Like, that is the most simple thing I could say for meditation. Really, when you meditate, all you want to do is focus on one thing. Uh, and I use the analogy of wanting cookies and not eating them, but it's a terrible, terrible example. With meditation, your goal is to force your brain to focus on one thing. So if you're forcing yourself to think about breathing by taking deep breaths, there's something neurological about it that it relaxes you, just calms you down stimulates the good parts in your brain that help calm you, especially if you're having all the parts in your brain that just fire those signals that make you go a little crazy. So just doing something as simple as deep breathing exercises where you're trying to focus on your breath, everyone guaranteed is going to start thinking about other things. So if you're trying to do meditation for 10 minutes, probably like 30 times, you're going to be thinking about other things. But the good part about meditation is where you're aware that you're thinking of something you shouldn't be and you recenter it back to the breathing. That's the part of meditation that's so beneficial for us neurologically. So it's not necessarily the that helps so much, it does, but there's also another part of the meditation that recenters your brain. And so that's where it secretes all these hormones, it releases good things for our brain. Uh, with meditation, improves your focus, increases the self-discipline, improves your brain function. It actually forces different neurons to fire in your brain that don't necessarily fire all day. It also increases leptin levels, reduces stress, lowers your blood pressure, all from just breathing. Pretty cool, right? Nobody knew that, right? Very easy to do. And there's probably a lot more that we don't even realize. So who thinks they can do deep breathing exercises once a day? twice a day, when you're stressed. It's easy, right? Something you didn't necessarily think about. And there's a study for that. By the way, we're going to go through a lot of things, especially with this Fueling 5 and the exercise. You guys don't have to write it down. There's a lot of information. If you want all of this, just give us your email. It's going around. But there's a list going around. If you want to write down your email, we will email you all of it. So you don't have to write down anything. We're not going to spam you either. We're not going to be like, hey. So, one of the things with the Fueling 5, who makes breakfast every day? Who stops at McDonald's on their way to work and gets breakfast? <laughs> there are so many more people that raise their hand than didn't know. Nutrition is huge. They talked about it too. Nutrition is really important for what fuels your body. That's what you should really think of food as is fuel. It's not something that makes you feel better when you're stressed out. It's not something that it, you know, it's, it's good. It tastes so good. I have to have that extra. 
piece of pizza tonight because it was just so delicious. There's not a ton of nutritional value in those things. I liked your guys' lunch today. That was awesome. There was chicken and corn and potatoes and salad. So really the base of any meal, you should have certain things. And the food pyramid that the FDA recommends, it's garbage. You should flip that thing upside down. Seriously, not the sugar part, but you should flip it upside down. The base of any meal should be vegetables. And then you should have a ton of protein. You should have a ton of fruit. You shouldn't really have a ton of carbohydrates. You shouldn't really have a ton of sugar. You should have good fats in every meal. There's a certain balance that you want. But like I was taught that you need 6 to 11 servings of carbohydrates a day. <laughs> and what is that? How many how many servings of dairy is it? I think it's like 7, 6, 5 something. If I had 11 servings of carbohydrates a day or what like my body would hate me. But we get so used to that. Did you guys know that schools have to abide by the FDA's food pyramid in order to get funding by governments? My kids are going to have home lunches for sure. It's just kind of ridiculous how backwards it got for us. And that's our mentality of what's healthy. So there really needs to be a different base of what we eat every day to fuel our bodies. So the things that you put into your body are either going to help you or they're going to hurt you. It's not going to be somewhere in the between. It's either good or bad. It is. So when we talk about doing a fueling five, if you guys don't do breakfast, you should. If you don't eat breakfast right away because you're not hungry, make something and bring it with you so that when it's like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. and you're hungry, instead of going to the vending machine and getting a bag of chips, you have something for you. And so really we talk about the fueling five as like making this into a smoothie. I do a lot of bulletproof coffees or smoothies. So I do one or the other. Lately, I've been eating a lot more food, but you know. So with the fueling five, there's there's five different things that we talk about. One is protein. Usually with the protein, we'll talk about doing clean grass-fed or plant-based if you're a vegetarian or vegan. Really with protein, any sort of meats, you want it to be hormone-free, you want it to be antibiotic-free, and you want it to be grass-fed or wild-fed, wild-caught. The reason for that is anytime something's grass-fed, like a cow, a beef, beef or steak, if it's grass-fed, you have really good fats in it. Have you ever looked, like if you guys go to a grocery store and you look at their meat section and they have like choice ground chuck or you have grass-fed ground beef, the grass-fed is really, really dark red. And the other stuff is like this really pale pink. It looks like pork because that's really bad in poor fats. It's really high in inflammatory fats for our bodies. Grass-fed is really high in good omegas that actually decrease inflammation for us. So a big thing with doing eggs. With the eggs, same thing. Who has, you have chickens. What do they eat? <laughs> bugs, grass, whatever they find. But bugs and grass are like a big base of a chicken's diet. Who has ever noticed what it says on egg cartons in a store? Vegetarian fed. Cage-free. Some of those things are, yeah, their regulations are a little weird. But organic eggs should be fed a wild diet. Most eggs that you get in the store are vegetarian fed, which does not make them high in the good fats. So actually getting eggs that aren't completely wild are really high in bad fats for you, which is a little crazy. So you're, you're set with homegrown chickens. Yep. They look different. The shells are different. You ever crack into an egg from like the Walmart 60 cents for 30 eggs? Like you literally touch the shell and it just, 
homegrown egg, you're like, what? And it finally cracks a little bit and you're like prying it open because they're healthy. Like that's good for you. And it's like that with almost anything. We could talk about this for two hours, but I won't. But so getting a good source of protein. So if we're making smoothies, I'm usually using some sort of grass-fed whey protein that's antibiotic-free. There's no artificial sweeteners in it. But then I'm also looking at the greens. So I'm adding some sort of organic spinach, kale, something into it that is good for you. You get a lot of vegetables, got a lot of nutrients. Uh, With cinnamon, I want you all to go home, throw out the cinnamon you have because it's probably bad for you. Good cinnamon is either Vietnamese cinnamon or Ceylon cinnamon or Ceylon cinnamon. It's how it's processed. Same thing with like cocoa powder. Cocoa powder is terrible for you. Cacao powder. That's what has good nutrients in it. But so Ceylon cinnamon, get a giant bag. I'm sorry. Get a giant bag from Amazon. It'll last you for two years. But then you just put it in your thing. But it's actually good for you. Like why they talk about cinnamon being so good for uh, blood sugar. It's not like that when it's that store-bought cinnamon that's like 99 cents. You need to get an actual good processed way of cinnamon, which is usually the Ceylon or Vietnamese cinnamon. There's also vanilla powder. You don't necessarily have to have that, but it's anti-inflammatory. So is MCT oil or coconut oil. So MCT oil is a medium chain triglyceride. Usually coconut oil is that. They can purify it into MCT. MCT oil is actually shown to help increase your metabolism. But as we age, our body, instead of using sugars for energy, it starts to use fats more. There's a lot of research that's coming up that's showing... Do you have a question? Do you want it unrefined? Do you want it cold pressed? Perfect. Yep. Oh, that's great. Avocado oil has a higher heat point though. So if you are going to do it really, really, really hot, you should be using avocado oil instead of coconut oil. The MCT oil, there's a lot of studies that show that as we age, the more, the higher risk people have of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, de- Alzheimer's or dementia is because their, their diet's really low in fats. And so by actually increasing your fatty acid consumption, it helps decrease those symptoms. Pretty amazing, right? So like a tablespoon of MCT, don't do a tablespoon, do like a teaspoon to start. <laughs> you must have had a good experience with that. Too much can be like a flush. So you want to start small and then build up as you can. But so MCT oil is really good for us, especially as we get a little bit older, a little bit older. So usually I'll throw all of those things into a blender, blend it with some almond milk and take that as my smoothie for the day, especially if I don't have time to make breakfast. Then you have something good. But you can do that with anything. If you have time to make breakfast, make some eggs and uh, you know bacon or some sort of meat and add a salad to it. Whoever has a salad for breakfast, beautiful, good, that was great. You guys are awesome. The three people out of all of you that raised your hand. But so it's it's really good for you to have vegetables all day, not just at dinner. I mean, if we're supposed to have six to 11 servings of bread, people do that pretty easily. But how many people get six to 11 servings of vegetables? That's what should be our base. So any questions on the fuel? No? I still have a little bit of time. I'm going to speed through this last part. So then we also talk about a Fit 15. So this is saying that 15 minutes of exercise is enough. How many people think you have to go to the gym for an hour or two? But you don't really necessarily think you can get a good workout in in 15 minutes or even 10 minutes. There's been a lot of studies that have been published that show that doing high-intensity exercise almost has the same results as doing an hour of moderate exercise. There's a couple studies. One does six minutes compared to an hour. One does 15 to 20 minutes of high-intensity cycling compared to two hours, and they both get the same results. 
So it's all about that intensity. It's all about what you're designing it for. If you want to work out in order to get a benefit from working out, go in there and kind of, I'm going to walk for 30 minutes and then I'm going to lift some weights. And the whole time you're not really breathing heavy. The goal of the exercise, how do you know you got a good workout in? Sweat, you're sore, you're breathing, chest pain. Who said chest pain? (laughs) Who said that? That was great. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You sweat, you breathe heavy, you're sore afterwards. That's usually when you're like, oh man, that workout was amazing. So if you can do that in a shorter period of time, why do you have to do it for an hour or two hours? You don't. So really with this, we talk about doing very high intensity exercises. And the reason for that is once we try to signal those things in our body, so for us breathing heavier, there's a signal that's being sent from your muscles that they need more oxygen, which makes your heart beat faster, which makes your blood pressure go up, uh, go up, which makes oxygen go to your muscles. That's all neurological. And then you also have that response that makes you sweat because you start getting really hot. And so your body's trying to cool you off. That's a neurological response as well. So really what we, we try to get with exercise is to signal our brain, to signal our body in some way to get a reaction from it. So if in 10 minutes you can signal your heart to beat faster, you can signal your blood pressure to go up a little bit, you can signal your body to sweat. Sweating's great for lymph drainage. It's great for preventing different things. It helps with your immune function. So really once we signal your body, That's all it needs to do. So the question we ask is, once you start boiling water, once it reaches its boiling point, can you boil it more? No, you can continue to boil it, but you can't boil it faster or harder. So it's the same thing with our nervous system. Once you signal that response in your brain that sends it to your body, that gets the sweating, the muscles to work, the fatigue, gets the heart rate up, and you're like, and then you think you got to go work out. Once you do that, you've met your goal. Unless you're trying to be a bodybuilder and you're trying to with your abs, but yeah, most people don't do that. So a big problem we see with people is that their nervous systems aren't working right. So this is like chiropractic related to this. Once, you know, if somebody has a problem with their spine anywhere, we talk about your brain as if it's a two-way street. So we talk about your body as a two-way street, especially your, your nervous system. So Your brain is constantly sending signals down your spinal cord and out different nerves to different parts of your body. So there's a nerve that comes out through your neck that sends a signal to your heart telling it to slow down. There's a nerve that comes out through your upper back that goes to your heart that tells it to speed up. There's one that goes to your lungs that tells it to breathe faster. There's ones that go to your digestive organs that tell them to work. There's ones that go to your muscles to tell them to work. Then all of those parts of your body are constantly sending signals back up to your brain. So it's constantly... Back and forth, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, hundreds of thousands of millions of times a day. You have over 77 trillion nerve fibers that exit your neck. That's a lot. And they're constantly working. So who has, who has back pain? Who's low back pain? So if the nerves that are controlling your quad muscles aren't getting fired correctly and you try to go squat, how well do you think you're going to squat? It's not going to fire those muscles right. And if those muscles are trying to recover, sending signals to your brain, but you have a problem in your back that's keeping those signals from being sent, they're not going to be able to recover faster. It's the same thing if somebody has a neck issue. If you're trying to work your arms, 
but you have an issue in your neck that doesn't allow those muscles to work or your blood vessels to work, they're not going to be able to fire right. They're not going to be able to heal right. So it's a two-way street all the time, every single day. And a lot of times when we see patients that have neck pain or they have sciatic pain, the only thing they're thinking of is that nerve pinching here, sending a signal down their leg. They're not thinking of it as that signal getting sent back to. So for anything, especially exercise, if you have a problem somewhere with your nervous system already, it will be harder for you to get those results. So if you do notice like, okay, when I, when I squat, maybe this leg doesn't work as well as this one. Happens a lot of times. Or maybe when you're trying to do a push press, one arm isn't as strong as the other one. They should be pretty even. So that can be problems with your nervous system, or it could be problems with your spine. And so really the proper exercise is just one piece to maintaining that proper nervous system function if you don't have any underlying issues. So really those need to be checked and corrected if you do, and then you can start exercising. With the exercises, the Fit15 is really designed to be 10 minutes of exercise followed by five minutes of foam rolling. And that little black thing up there is a foam roller. Does anyone have one? <laughs> it works. I mean, it could work if it's really, really firm. But so foam rollers are great. I think we get those on Amazon. We sell them for $15, I think, in our office. You can get softer ones from like five below for $5. They're easy. They're foam rollers. And well, there's a slide. We'll go through it. But it helps you work on your muscles. It loosens things up. It's amazing. You can try it if you want. You can, you can do it afterwards. <clears throat> but so for what we can send you guys if you want this, we have a list of 20 different exercises. They range from really easy to harder. So with the stars, if there's one star, it's pretty easy. If there's two stars, it's a little bit harder. If there's three, it's the hardest thing. So you pick exercises you like. You don't have to do the ones you don't like. Pick however many you want to do, and then it's kind of building an exercise from that. And then it's followed by the five minutes of foam rolling. So when you foam roll, you can either do that against the wall, you can lay on the floor with it. It helps with spinal mobility. So if you do it all on your spine, it actually can improve some motion through your spine. But if you do it on your muscles, like if you do it on your quads, your glutes, if you do it on your back, it can actually help loosen up scar tissue on that muscle. So it's really good if people have trigger points, tight muscles, and it's super easy to do. So for our Fit15 routine generator, has anyone done CrossFit? This is like CrossFit, which CrossFit was designed from some sort of high-intensity training. So there's three different types of things. One's an AMRAP, which means as many rounds as possible. So if you pick a certain amount of time, so if you're doing 10 minutes, you're doing as many rounds as possible in those 10 minutes of however many exercises you choose. So if you want to do five different exercises, which there's a clicker thing on here. So if this is doing as many rounds as possible, four different exercises in 10 minutes, you need 10 burpees, followed by 15 air squats, followed by 20 chair dips, followed by 25 sit-ups. Once you're done with the sit-ups, you go back to the burpees, then the air squats, then the chair dips, then the sit-ups. And you do as many of those as you can in those 10 minutes. So the goal is to keep it very intense, to keep going. Obviously, you take a break if you need to. And then we also have a one-minute interval. So for those 10 minutes, you do a one-minute interval of a different exercise. So you're doing as many of sit-ups in that one minute as you can, or as many, well, I don't even know, push-ups as you can in that one minute. So you're picking different things and just going through it. So it keeps it relatively easy. There's also the 30-second interval, so you can do that back and forth. But if this is new, 
You guys can add rest into there even. Makes it pretty easy, but this is something that most people can do at home. You can do it at work on your lunch. You can do it in the morning before you get ready for work. It's something that's simple. Like who has 10 minutes every single day to exercise? Everyone. Everyone does. If you have kids, have your kids do it with you. Kids love exercising and they love playing. There's a ton of really good benefits for play for what it does neurologically for us. So it's really cool at what it does. But we will email these to you guys so you have a better idea of all of that. Any questions on that and how to do that? It's pretty simple, right? It's pretty straightforward. I could make you guys work out, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> With your nervous system, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. With that brain sending signals down and they go to different parts of your body. This is looking at your autonomic nervous system. Your autonomic nervous system is made up of your sympathetics and your parasympathetics. So one part of your nervous system speeds things up. So when your heart rate needs to increase, it's your sympathetic nervous system, which is all the yellow nerves. When it needs to slow things down, those are the green nerves or the parasympathetics. Most people should live in parasympathetics. So about 80% of the time, we should all be resting and recovering. But so what happens when we get stressed out and when we have a million different things we're trying to do, when we don't exercise regularly, when we don't eat properly, when we're not doing all of those little things we know we should do and we don't, you get very sympathetic. So most people, when their body's in that sympathetic overload, they hurt. They don't sleep well. They're fatigued. They're tired. They crave sugar. That describes like 90% of America. It really does. But so in 2011, they found out that there's actually a third part of the autonomic nervous system that's called, it's a social vagus, which is a polyvagal theory. So the polyvagal theory says that part of your vagus nerve, which is that green one that goes to every organ in your stomach, thorax, it says that that is very, very affected by what happens socially to us. So all of that mental stress affects your vagus nerve. But so when that happens, it doesn't necessarily put us into one or the other. It shuts down your parasympathetics. So when we should be living in those parasympathetics 80% of the time, but we're constantly stressed out, we're constantly getting that vagus nerve firing, it actually just doesn't even allow us to rest and recover. Does that make sense? It's just your body craves certain things to fuel it. And what we run on most is glucose. So if we're not fueling our body, if we're stressed out, it's one of the reasons when people are like upset, they want like ice cream, <laughs> stress eating. Normally, our bodies should be resting and recovering. And that's what we should be about 80% of the time. And so if we're stressed out, it prevents that part of our body from working. But so really what happens when we get that stress out, it's one of the big reasons why people have fatigue all the time and they're tired all the time. When we have patients like that, so in our office, we actually do a heart rate variability it charts you on sympathetic or parasympathetic, so we know exactly where you're at. We can see if your parasympathetics are just shut off. We can see if you're very sympathetic dominant. We can see where you're at. So if I have somebody that comes in like that, like, who do you think that would be? <laughs> Kids that have ADD, ADHD, adults that have ADD, adults that can't sleep well, adults that hurt. Kids that can't focus in school, there's so many people. But so a lot of it can be related to your neurological system. And so almost all the times when we work on that, we work on stress reduction. 
but we also work on stimulating those parasympathetics. So that's like with chiropractic and getting adjusted. Every time I adjust the areas in your spine that have parasympathetic nerves, it causes them to fire. So if your parasympathetics have been shut off for 10 years and you're sympathetically driven and things hurt and you're not sleeping well and you're fatigued and you're tired, maybe all you need is some stimulation to those parasympathetics. You can do it at home with foam rolling through your pelvis, foam rolling through your upper neck, getting massages. That does a little bit, but really with the adjustments, they're designed to stimulate that nervous system in a certain way. So with chiropractic, if you guys do ever want to come in and get adjusted, want to get a checkup, want to see where you're at on the HRV, we'll offer any of you guys a free exam. So if you want to come in, Jackie's card is right here. You can grab that from her, set up a time to come in, email us, whatever. But you guys are more than welcome to come in whenever you want to. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.